It is February 2nd, 2022. So if you really break that down, it is four twos and two zeros. So actually four zeros and four twos. You could go 0202-2022. So get your pencils out, folks, here at Lawyer Talk. We're getting deep. You're getting deep I, into, I think he's into the Wordle game. Right, you're getting deep. <laughs> so here's what's going on. We've got uh, the roundtable is back. Brett is back from his little sabbatical, so we didn't pay him the last couple of weeks. That's okay. He didn't earn it. Um, and now uh, and now we're back. So the, and, I may not earn it either today. Right. But we, uh, as we started last week, I'm, I'm segregating the blitz, separating, bifurcating the blitz from the roundtable because, you know, there's people who like the blitz and there's people who don't like us uh, doing the Q&A on the blitz. There's people who like the roundtable, don't like the roundtable. If you like them both, guess what? You can still get them both. We're just going to drop them as separate episodes on Lawyer Talk. Uh, podcast.com you can find it you can go to uh, google or apple or ever i don't know anything about podcasting other than i do one um, but you can find it you can sign up and you can uh, participate how well it's simple you just submit a question and i'll answer it on the lawyer talk q a series if you want me to cover a topic on the lawyer talk uh, legal breakdown something a little lengthier i'd be happy to do that and then if you just like the free form roundtable discussions as we're about to have and it's going to get heated i can already tell uh, that we're about to have, then uh, then you tune in for the roundtable. So lots of great opportunities. How do you ask questions? LawyerTalkPodcast.com. Send us an email, uh, and we'll take good care of it. So uh, today, Norm, what's been going on normally is Norm brings in a normally Norm brings in a <laughs> brings in a list oh, yeah. of of topics. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off though with my own topic. We're gonna talk about Joe Rogan, Norm's favorite guy, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've been sitting there arguing with him off the air about how great Joe Rogan is, and I say no. Uh, Norm says yes. He's awesome. He's an intellectual. Yeah. Uh, he's the smartest guy in the world. Oh yeah, right. In the room at least. So Damn, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. define. Yeah. Uh, so we're it's just <laughs> in a, your fantasy world. Just to uh, give everybody a primer, what I really want to talk about is people want to censor Joe Rogan. What we're about to talk about instead for a while is whether Joe Rogan is good or bad at what he does or is smart or not smart. And that's cool, too, because it's part and parcel with the bigger Mm -hmm. question. There are those who like Joe Rogan, those who don't like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has, um, at least it's undisputed that he's got a very popular podcast that lots of, Brett, what's the? Estimated 11 million. 11 million people listen to him. Right. Estimated. Because really the facts are not public. You, you know, can guesstimate. 11 million people. So he's almost as big as we are. But aside from that, right. uh, uh, you can't argue with the fact that he is popular and he's got a podcast that people listen to. Uh, and now the debate has turned to whether or not he should have a platform, whether that platform should be limited or censored or otherwise uh, monitored for, quote, content. Uh, I have very strong feelings about that. But um, I guess we'll just like Norm is already ready to eat his mic over there. <laughs> Well, uh, he's a big disappointment to me. Um, I don't think he's that smart. Um, I think he's wealthy and successful and uh, great, Uh, you know, like the Kardashians, uh, which I think he's the intellectual equal of. Uh, You got to give him a little more than the Kardashians. No, I don't don't give him much more than that. I think think Kimberly and uh, and the Kardashian family are probably um, as successful and you know basically Joe Rogan you know has built a career on you know his social status I but but he's he's no intellectual he doesn't have any kind of um, he doesn't have any kind of base 
that he's working from in terms of uh, his philosophy or his attitude towards life, other than, you know, from my perspective, he's he's a Bill Clinton-esque, um, he's a, you know, a, a party guy. I mean, it's if it feels good, do it, um, you know, uh, basically, I think I described him as, you know, just, just, you know, like an erection on two legs, just walking around, you know, looking for, (laughs) come on, don't, don't put too fine a point on it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't think he amounts to much. It's, it's when he has Sanjay Gupta on or when he has Jordan Peterson on or, or whoever it is, he kind of, uh, he kind of, you know, muggles his way, muddles his way through the interview and I, I don't think he brings a lot to the table, uh, you know, that say, say um, you know, a, a Ben Shapiro would or, or somebody who has a, a consistent, organized, well thought out um, uh, kind of philosophy. And, and he just doesn't. He just he, he's a Larry King guy who just asks uh, middle of the road questions. And the only thing I think Joe brings a lot of passion for are the little things that he's been directly affected by. So he likes to talk about marijuana legalization. Great. He likes to talk about COVID and, and COVID treatments. Great. You know, it, and, and then, you know, uh, types of whiskey and bourbon and, you know, uh, vodka, but big deal. I, I just, I just don't see, I just, it's, it's like Larry King, except they use the F bomb. All right, let me let me okay. give let me give that's a different what I side think. to that. I, okay. I can't disagree with any of that. In fact, I think that's probably a fairly accurate. I would take a lot of the adjectives out of there because I, well, of you course, know, I get it. But you're not as angry as me. I'm not as angry and, yeah. and mean and rotten. And, right. You, know. <laughs> you should try to race me because I, I race like I talk. All right. Well, I, 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 I I'm staying away. Yeah. Um, really. Wow. I would say this. I, I don't think I don't. I agree with you. I. I Actually, I don't know if I agree with uh, that he's got no values structure, but I agree that it doesn't come out in his show. I don't know him well enough to know if he's got a solid value system that he would uh, rely on foundationally. Um, he doesn't purport, as a Ben Shapiro would, to uh, have a show that's premised upon that value structure. Uh, he doesn't. I, I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson in his podcast, his interviews, uh, his lecture series. I mean, I've, I've really done. I've read his books. Uh, and you know, he does have a value structure and he purports to stay within it, uh, or at least, uh, I think is intellectually honest to it. Um, but Rogan's show is more geared towards bring on as many interesting people as I can, as diverse as I can, and let them talk and interview them best I can. I think Rogan, uh, at least does a good job of, of reading as much material as he uh, maybe has time for or uh, can in advance of some of his uh, guests. Um, I think he, and I confess I've not listened to even a small fragment of the majority of his podcast. I don't, he's got tons of them out there. I don't listen to them. I've listened to the big ones in, in the latest controversy, but um, you know, and then there's the other side I'm going to let Brett cover, which is sort of the genre of podcast that he has stumbled into and, and made, mainstream almost i mean it's like you're in the podcast world yeah. this guy is mr podcast right and, and i think we're trying to put him in the bucket of news but he's entertainment 
That's a good point. It's what he's doing. It's what he's doing. And 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 what concerns me is you know the discussion around this is yeah that's that's fine if Neil Young wants to jump off, and you know if Spotify take take my take my list off and and now I think I think there's like four or five artists that are saying that's like fine you know but that's what you guys were purporting back in the '60s that nobody should shut you up. That's what you're saying yeah. here, and, and it's the content management phrase that I'm hearing. That's concerning. Yeah, content management is being used as a euphemism for censorship. And you know, any anybody who knows anything about freedom of speech, our constitutional history with freedom of speech and the the First Amendment rights, anything that has the word content in it is bad. It, there's right. it, like content based regulation of speech by a governmental entity is bad. Now, this is we're in a gray area. I, I actually I don't think it is gray, but it it looks like it's a gray area. Uh, where it is not the government purporting to regulate Rogan, uh, the content of what Rogan is doing, but it is these individuals. And I'll get to more of that in a second, but I think we should frame this a little bit better because I don't think we did. Um, What's happened is, I'm sure most people know this, but Neil Young started the trend now of people on Spotify who say, well, if you're going to have Joe Rogan talking, then I'm going to take my stuff and go home. You can't play my stuff on Spotify my Neil Young catalog on Spotify, if you're going to have Joe Rogan, it's Neil or Rogan. And it ended up being Rogan. And they, they cut him loose. And then right. uh, Joni Mitchell followed suit. And then another more, I don't know who the most recent artist yeah, is. Yeah, uh, India, I forget her name, but you know, and, and I guess her comment was that, well, why are they paying him $100 million but a penny per song for me? It's like, well, maybe you better negotiate a better contract then. Yeah, but that, go, but go if you want. That's okay. You're allowed to, to take your stuff from the playground. So go. You, you've just hit on something. And Envy is the that's word that what, came to mind. Well, and again, it was two sentences taken from her quote, but yes, that's what that, that two article cents are enough for me exactly, to draw Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm not defending it. I'm just saying no, 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 it's no. interesting I'm, I'm that those, those two were chosen to represent why she left. He makes it's more. It's all about, he makes more. And some of the podcasters, like I saw somebody else that called him stupid other than Norm, and it was, uh, I forget who it was, but it, it was somebody that I would consider to be it was like a Joy Behar or something well, like that. Jo- mm-hmm. Joe has referred to himself as as a moron. So I'm not saying he's stupid, but I am saying he's moronic. Okay. And I'm agreeing with Joe Rogan on that. So uh, he calls himself a moron. I would agree. And, I, you know, there's ample evidence to, you know, so talk. So you guys about- could have coffee, whiskey, yeah. and smoke weed together. Exactly. Well, and, and you know, he, and we could sp- talk about it. But, like, I, if you want to zero in on the issue that, you, you know, uh, to, that's at hand today, and, you know, rather than me going on and on about, you know, the defects of Joe Rogan, uh, we can talk about uh, people like Neil Young um, and the other artists and, uh, you know, various doctors and various uh, politicians. Basically, they want to silence voices of dissent. That's what they're doing. Which and is really to say people who disagree with them. People who right. disagree with them, people who are not towing the line. Uh, meaning the liberal, the left, the 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 progressives, uh, which is a meandering, impossible to follow line. Well, by, by, as far as I can tell, but, but can, they can, are using. Yeah. They, there are no te- There are no tactics. Okay, that they're taking off the table. The Spotify thing with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and the others is just. It's just one of the uh, approved tactics. The, uh, the they are all it's all hands on deck with them. They also want uh, and have said on the record they want homeland security uh, to tampen down uh, voices 
talking about alternative COVID theories and treatments. They the, want the Surgeon General came out exactly. and called for some censorship. Exactly. Uh, there have been he gets polls. His paycheck from the government. There have been polls about what to do with the unvaxxed uh, concentration camps. All kinds of crazy stuff. So it it is both regulatory, legislative. Um, it, it's criminal, and it's also uh, out there in the social media world. So we're just now touching on this social media thing, but it's way bigger than that. Well, let me let me. You just gave so me Neil a Young would want me to be incarcerated and silenced on on in, in any number of ways. Things that I write, uh, email, uh, my ability to communicate here uh, on the podcast exactly. here at five eleven. Uh, he, he, he would say, I need to be deplatformed and a voice uh, that needs to be silenced. And I'm nobody. But I mean, so so they went after Joe Rogan, right? Okay, because, you know, he's brought on not only uh, pro-vax, pro, um, you know, uh, the dominant media culture people like Sanjay Gupta, he's brought them in. He's had him. He had him in for two episodes, I believe, Sanjay Gupta. Uh, and and they went through the whole thing. And, you know, um, and he confronted Sanjay about uh, CNN uh, saying uh, that Joe had taken, uh, what was it, uh, horse dewormer, mm-hmm. right? Ivermectin. When, when he was prescribed ivermectin, and, and he, he didn't use the veterinarian um uh, uh, drug he used, uh, it was, uh, human, um, uh, ivermectin and it, w- and it was, uh, part of his, uh, therapeutic regimen after he caught COVID. So that's just an example, but the, and by the, the way, Japan came out yesterday and said they've approved ivermectin as a, or they, they recognize now ivermectin as an antiviral. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, so uh, I was just about to wrap up, I, it, but basically what I'm saying is, that these people want to um, oppress, they want to uh, dismiss, they want to, uh, they want, they do not want to have a conversation, they do not want to debate, they do not want to have dialogue. What they want to do is shut down one side uh, on a scientific question. And it sounds a lot to me like uh, what Galileo must have felt like. Uh, you know, some 500 years ago that, that, you know, all I want to do is look through my telescope and then tell you what I see and write it down and then turn it over to, you know, whoever the, the universities and, and that, that's, you know, that's my theory or Charles Darwin, my theory of evolution. So that's all that the other side, if you will, my side, the scientific reality side, that's all that the voices on that side want to do. They want, they have open minds, they want to debate, they want to bring to the table uh, their data and their theories and hash it out. And you would think, um, if you're a logical person, you would think that just like we call uh, uh, Darwinism a theory still, and we call uh, Einstein's uh, relativity uh, papers a theory still, and we talk about other kinds of things which we would all accept, like gravity or uh, 
physics. We we, we would those are still described as theories, even though we all know when I drop a, an apple, it hits the floor like Sir Isaac Newton did. But we still call those Newtonian theories, okay? Because science, real scientists, people who are really interested in quote following the science unquote, have an open mind that they just might be wrong or that other people just might bring some more good information to the table that'll augment or somehow modify their theories. But the left doesn't seem to be interested in that because they really don't follow the science. They are religionists. Yeah. I, I, and Neil Young's a religionist. He, right. he, 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 he is, he's doctrinaire. And and he has he has decided, and people of his ilk have decided that uh, the rest of us are um, not to be listened to, and we're to be dismissed, and we need to be caged. Well, and, and I think it's also a, a disservice to us that they think we're not smart enough to to, to figure out that okay, this guy's kind of whacked. I mean, okay, yeah. so his, whoever the one guest he had in regards to, we were mass hypnotized about this. Yeah, Malone. Okay. Really? But, uh, my point being, let this stuff out. Yeah. Well, let don't, it, let's don't shove it underground. Let's it, let these have people. You're allowed to say what you want to say. I mean, I've, I've seen comments in, in Twitter threads and Facebook threads and such. You know, like, I, well, you can't say what you want to say. Yes, you can yell fire in a movie theater. Well, let's But take, there will be repercussions because you yelled it. Well, though. Brett, Brett, you'll do it. You to, can do it, though. Well, to your point, he's had other topics on his show, like Sasquatch, the abominable snowman, okay, which... Far more fringe than Malone, right? Far more fringe, yeah. right? Far more weird, very little evidence, and Joe was a believer right up front that, oh, yeah, it's all true. And by the end of all the various mm -hmm. guests that came on and, and tried to convince him and present their evidence, he concluded that it was all crap. And that, yeah. nah, there's no Obama. No, there's no Sasquatch. That, that, that. Uh, I mean, they're wrong about that. There is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, the th so my point is, why not have people on that even if you know right up front that they're wrong? You know, like right. if a guy if a guy wants to come on five eleven and and try to convince the three of us that the Earth is flat, I'll, I'd bring love to. It, I want to know blast. about It'd this, dude. Bring it on! Uh, as I want to learn, why do you believe, do you believe that? It? You got I want to know. That is, so that's so, the Aristotle way. Man. Exactly. So 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 the Earth is flat. Uh, so ivermectin or whatever the other things that Neil Young doesn't want us to talk about or the lab leak theory or any number of COVID-related things that you're not allowed to talk about. So why? what is so dangerous about bringing somebody in right up front that may or may not be uh, having what they call misinformation? A public airing of somebody who brings in misinformation is highly valuable and, and some of the best rated shows of all time on tv whether it's geraldo or jerry springer are things like where you bring in an actual nazi or bring in a white supremacist and right across the table from them is is somebody from you know uh holocaust, survivor. holocaust right, yeah. or the naacp or right. whatever and and so and, and then yet they hash it out. And maybe, just maybe, by the end of the show, there is some kind of human understanding of, of uh, wait a minute, you're, you're not as uh, 
we do have a few things in common, or maybe you don't. But but by confronting people that have misinformation, however you define it, whatever your bias is, um, having those people be able to speak and on the public square or be able to be on Twitter or be on Facebook or be on the Joe Rogan show, that's how we get to a better society is by confronting things we don't like and figuring out a better way to understand where they're coming from and how deeply they are wrong and incorrect and maybe they're haters or whatever it is. But how do you get to that if you suppress it then there's no disinfectant for societies. Yeah. You're, 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 mm. you're just shoving it underground. They're going to create their own networks. Right. They're going to go, you know, into the, the, what do they call it? The black internet or the underground internet or whatever they call that, where the, where, oh, uh, dark net, the dark, dark net, net where you it, can't, yeah. you know, you know, you can't figure out. And then, then you got the QAnon thing and you've got all this, you got all these weirdos out there it, instead of saying, Hey, you know what? Just come on the show. Let's hash it out. Sure. So right. these dumb ideas, bad thought, bad ideas, uh, fascism, racism, all the slavery, all the stuff that we know is just inherently bad. It if you pre- it, it it gets disinfected to use your word when it's challenged by reasonable rational debate. Bring it out in the light, and yeah. it flourishes in the dark. Right. And you become the Unabomber up on your mountain with all these crazy thoughts and ideas, and you know right. there might it might have even started with something rational, but then it, it the the starvation of other thoughts, opinions, and ideas on it has caused it to morph into this bizarreness of uh, unchallenged craziness. Right. And if you suppress everybody that doesn't agree, then you just get unchallenged craziness. And right. and to think that your version of the truth is in a, is unassailable and you're always going to be right, well, then you're nuts. All you got to do is read history. You mentioned some historians. I wrote down Copernicus. Um, he, I think he ended up publishing like on his deathbed some of his works because everybody wanted, not because it was anti-Christian as much as because it was anti-Aristotle to have a, a solar-centric universe instead of an Earth-centric universe. So like it was so it was so worried about publishing, I might be wrong, but I think he did like right after his death or on his deathbed, some of this stuff came out. And then you have, um, I think some of the, even some of the French atheists have come out like on their deathbeds and saying, look, I really believe and I've been converted. Uh, maybe Camus, I, I, hmm. I think that happened too. But uh, and it's all because they were worried about their uh, opinions being suppressed. And then you know some of this made me think, Norm, as you were talking, it's never the popular speech that's getting censored for content or suppressed or, or alleged misinformation, or misinformation, quote unquote. It's always the unpopular or maybe right. the the minority viewpoint. Right. And if you just go back in time and all the all the different instances where that's happened, we would be really really in a bad way. But this worries me because people are willing to say this is so important that we need to suppress it for content or monitor it for content that we're willing to bend the rules of freedom of speech and first amendment. And by that I mean they're asking literally. You've got the surgeon general and government officials asking to censor. Correct. And, and there's a viewpoint out there that our government should censor speech like Rogan's. Correct. Um and at the same time you have Biden talking about who he's going to appoint to replace Breyer, the right. the justice on the Supreme Court, 
and Biden used some words the other day that I just hate. It says the changing, evolving Constitution. We want somebody who is going to change and evolve. with. That's nonsense. The Constitution doesn't change. It's written down. It right. is yeah. what it is. You don't change freedom of speech to match what you want it to be so right. you can get your agenda. There is out. a way to change the Constitution, and it's right in the Constitution. Yeah, they told you how. It's easy. Uh, yeah, well, it, the easier or hard or whatever, but there is a method to There's do it. Instruction manual for it. One, yeah. the, other, the other aspect I'd like to get to, I'm sorry to hog the mic, but I think this is important uh, it, it, with regards to the posturing of, uh, of misinformation. So if, so if going forward, if the dominant media culture and the dominant progressive culture uh, were to force, were to get what it wants and be able to governmentally and via social big tech, uh, you know, in violation of the Taft-Hartley Act, by the way, uh, big tech, uh, the monopoly that big tech e- exerts, if they were be if they were able to uh, uh, impose um, a ban on what they call misinformation, which which they define as quote official CDC or NIH or WHO uh, information, that is the only information that's not misinformation. Yeah, the government. Right, the yeah. government. Yeah. So I would say to Neil Young, golly, Neil, Lewis, le, woo, let's go back on the time machine with Uncle Normie. Woo, come on, Neil. Let's go back to say, oh, I don't know, 1970? And let's go to a Pentagon press conference where the same government that you now say should be the official decider of what is information and misinformation. We're at a Pentagon briefing, and here comes General Westmoreland, and he's going to tell us about how, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, some battle, you know, maybe um, uh, maybe uh, Tet which happened in 1968. Let's have a discussion at the Pentagon where the official briefer says, well, you know, uh, we killed, uh, you know, uh, 2,750 Viet Cong and uh, we we lost, uh, you know, 35 Marines. Okay, so Neil, you're just going to gulp that. You're going to adopt that. That's going to be what the information is that you're going to sanction because it came out of a government mouth you have got to be kidding me dude you have completely flipped flipped. you you, you've gone from the government doesn't know shit to all of a sudden the government is the official referee of what is fact and what is non-fact and and i close my case here young has become the old man right he has yeah Yeah. he's now the old man don't don't, don't trust the man and and now it's yeah trust the man because he knows what he's doing so how does that play out so what has the government told us about covid well here's where rogan actually had a pretty good statement did you read this part of his statement of course i mean i mean he 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 nailed this yes a, a child could nail this yeah so we there are things that the government told us but neil young couldn't nail it <laughs> so you can say a child could nail it but sometimes the simplest well, things are lost yeah. on these intellectuals well because he has an agenda his agenda is to shut down anybody he disagrees with it's a bigger agenda yeah. and it's a big it's a progressive agenda so he wants to change the country fundamentally um and he's a canadian so and neil when you when you do change the country fundamentally i would like my share of your royalties please 
mail me a check, you know, because, uh, you know, you want, you want a portion of my labor at no charge to you. I want the same thing from you. So, and, and then the people who want to lay on the couch, they can get money from both of us. You know, that's how uh, socialism works. So um, anyway, some of the things the government told us early on, yeah, right? Let's, just, let's list them. Let's start with uh, well, masks. Masks. So, uh, and, and then we can get into uh, the efficacy of lockdowns, which the WHO documentation was, and, and, and this, is, this is what, uh, you know, Johns Hopkins came out yesterday with the results of their study, came out and said that. Did nothing to no, one, suppress the virus. One fifth of one percent. So point two zero, which is one fifth of one percent of um, of uh, cases might have been prevented by the lockdown. Yeah. Other so it was ninety nine point eight percent ineffective. Here's what's interesting about that. I sat at this table two years ago or however long ago and bickering with people about this, and uh, nobody could see it. And I'm not saying I had some brave insight. I was just saying I was pissed because I couldn't work and I couldn't get my, right. I couldn't earn a living. And right. people are like, yeah, but we have to, we have to. And I'm looking at this like, and, and Brett, you were talking about mass hypnosis or whatever. It's like, I almost Damn. felt that that was going on. So people are like, no, we have to do this. And I would say, why? How does this make sense in well, any planet? And well, you were, and, and, you know, you I guess, right. I guess it's, it could have been a double-edged sword, though, too. I'm going to play devil's advocate, which, yeah, which you say I do very well. Well, it's uh, not what but, I but say. But if we didn't do it's it, not what, I say. what might have happened, too? I, uh, well, because we didn't play well, that out. Sweden. Let me t- let yeah, the, I, I don't know. I, I, you know well, let me, I'm, and I'm not defending <laughs> one way or the other. It's like we were in the moment. It happened. I understand. And, and I'm glad we have the analysis afterwards because that that's that's good analysis. Well, we the, need to know that. The WHO had standards on respiratory viruses, okay, that were in place that were policy for the world before COVID. Two of those things, they they immediately threw out the window. So the WHO found as a matter of science that two things don't work with respiratory viruses and pandemic viruses. Number one, masks don't work. Number two, lockdowns don't work. COVID comes along. What's the first thing the WHO throws out the window? Its own policies, its own scientific studies on the efficacy of masks and the efficacy of lockdowns. And so here we are two years later, Johns Hopkins comes along and further solidifies the WHO's policies pre-pandemic that, yeah, you know, you guys didn't follow your own policies. None of that would have worked. And the other thing that is, is even more massive, in, in my opinion, is that the, um, the lab leak theory. So the lab leak theory got you deplatformed on, on, on Twitter, on, on any number of other uh, social media platforms. If you wanted to talk about the Wuhan virus coming out of the Wuhan lab, la- no, COVID no. lab, okay. As opposed to like a farm market. As opposed to a bat had sex with a turtle or, or you know, and, and, and then the virus, you know, showed up at a wet market, you know, which just happened to be coincidentally down the street a, a mile and a half from the lab, you know, so it was like bubble gum stuck to a lab guy's shoe when he went to lunch that day and then you know boom it got so you know but if you wanted to talk about the lab leak theory and 
even deeper, whether it was an intentional leak or non-intentional. We certainly know that the, the Chinese Communist Party intentionally didn't uh, dampen down the spread worldwide of COVID. But if you wanted to talk about the leak, it turns out that Fauci and Francis Collins, uh, the two guys running the U.S. Uh, National Institutes of Health and the CDC, that they had funded research of COVID and um, wanted to suppress any stories about lab leaks because it was going to circle back on them. And here we are two years later, and those two guys, it has turned out that that the United States did fund that kind of research, and um, we funded it with the Chinese Communist Party, the, the People's Liberation Army, and... Um, well, the but, those guys, but, Neil, but Neil Young doesn't want to know about that. Those no. guys he lied to Rand Paul straight up. They lied sure. they, straight up and, you know, bring out the bracelets, man. What those guys, should, they need to go to prison. What you're talking about is that you can't trust the government. And there's lots of examples, even in the context of COVID reaction, that the government either intentionally, unintentionally, or through just pure, dumb ignorance and uh and incompetence got it wrong and you know brett you could say yeah we didn't we didn't test the alternative or we don't know the alternative we sort of do you know and and what what bugs me about this is that it wasn't a difficult conclusion to reach that there's no virus in history that shutdowns have contained and certainly not in a modern society where you're like it's not going to work mm-hmm. and and this is like when my doctor said well you should get the shot because it doesn't work unless everybody's doing it i said why would you tell me that because by definition not everybody's going to do it so you're telling me it can't work it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard now mm-hmm. if you right. ask that question in the context of uh of like open and public debate with neil young i would get shut down shouted down and yeah. facebook would warn me and it's like uh that's the kind of crap that was going on and i guess i, I what and I just sort of asked, sort of stupidly and rhetorically, what the f does Neil Young know about viral science? Right. To well, say that yeah. that Malone is wrong. Right. Well, and, and some economics to this. So I googled up how much money did Neil Young make on Spotify. What do you think he made on Spotify? Not very much, I'd guess. Three hundred thousand dollars of his one point two one point six two four million in publishing revenue, about nineteen percent. Mm. Now, but on a reverse, then I said, so I, the next question in Google, Dr. Google asks, how much did Spotify lose over Neil Young? They are suggesting, the source moneycontrol.com. Oh, yeah, there's a backstory to this, too. That, that Spotify's losing between 2 and $4 billion. It's nonsense. because How the hell does that add up? It's because if you go back to Spotify, all they did was they, they took their net worth. Uh, okay, based on net worth. Okay. But they they presume the only cause of the decline of their of their earnings was Neil Young. If you go back, okay. it, it, they've been declining. All right, yeah. yeah. And, and I know there was that hashtag cancel Spotify or it's something like that. Yeah, it's all, all that stuff. BS. Okay, it's but, all BS. But but to his point, yes, uh, Spotify didn't lose that much money, and no. neither did Neil. Nobody had. Like, neither did yeah. Joni. Yeah, nobody's buying. I don't say nobody's buying Neil Young songs, but it's like Spotify is an eighteen to thirty-five year old platform. Yes, and they're not listening to Neil. It's Young. the functional equivalent of like um, who's a big brass guy and that was like an aging guy in nineteen seventy when Neil Young was selling records. It's like you know the guy from forty years ago wasn't right. Yeah, know? yeah, right, right, right. I, I don't know who like. Uh, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, right. right. Great yes. musician, sure. phenomenal artist. Right. Ricky Ricardo. Nothing to take away from any of them, but it's right. like the 30-year-old or the 20-year-olds aren't buying it. Yeah, Dizzy right. Gillespie. And, right. the, and the 50-year-olds already have it. 
Right. So they, they don't, they're not buying it either. So right. there's no there's no real clear uh, heroes in this story. So Joe, it, it, with his just feckless apology uh, yesterday or the day before about this, that you know, I'm, I'm I really want to keep my hundred million dollar contract with Spotify, so I'm going to do this lame apology. At the end, I'm going to explain myself, and then at the very end, I'm going to say, I'm sorry if I hurt any of the snowflakes and invaded your safe space. Well, so if, if, if he was not on Spotify, let's take Spotify out of this. Sure. It would not. It would be a non-news item. Yeah, in Spotify. I'm serious, seriously. You're right. Yeah. Think about it. And if he was, he was just publishing on his own, right. as we are doing right now. Like he right. used to do. Like he used to do. Right. It's a show now. It's on a podcast, right. technically, because right. it's behind a garden wall of Spotify. This would be blowing over like nothing. Well, it gave like the, the Neil Youngs can now have a platform, albeit a m- small one, to say, "Well, I'm not going to uh, participate." Because because Rogie wouldn't have been out there apologizing. But Spotify, he, he wouldn't apologized. But wouldn't Spotify have. crumpled right. too. So oh yeah, of so, course. Yeah. So they they said, "Okay, Neil, you can have your way and 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 take your you know marbles home." But then Spotify came out with this whole list of ridiculous standards. You know, basically telling, you know, people that, hey, if you discuss COVID stuff, you know, it better be scientifically supported. Yeah. By they kind of modified section on their page yeah. or something about yeah, COVID. They, like they, Spotify knows that. Yeah, real they kind of modified what they had already. That's under danger. I even pulled that yeah. up, dangerous content. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can, right. specifically, you can say that Ugh. COVID vaccine kills people, but you cannot say COVID vaccine was designed to kill people. It's just so. So th- their right. rules are so, so out of out of out of whack. But again, they're a company; they're allowed to make their own rules. All right. So at the at the at the bottom you line know. here is, I think Rogan caved. I think his uh, yeah, his yeah, uh, yeah. his um, he's a wuss. His I'm not going to say that, but his uh, Instagram video, or whatever he released, was like 99 percent awesome. And then at the end, he's like, "Yeah, but I'm sorry, I'll try to have different content, different he's, ideas closer together." Wah, 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 well, wah, he's, wah, he's, wah, just, he's protecting a hundred million dollars. I don't blame him. I don't either. Right, right, well, I do. You know, it's a lot of money. You know, I blame him. Yeah, you know. And but I, I also but I also think Spotify's got some internal problems that they have. They've they've contracted with two or three other podcasters that same not the same kind of money, but they're paying them to create podcasts and they're not doing it. You know what? Norman, so it's I, weird. It's a weird hey, contract. He's got I, some weird you. stuff I blame going him on. Too. I blame him too. I think he should have stood stronger on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I blame him too. What the heck? Yeah. I mean. I, I said that I I, show. I I don't blame him because it's a hundred million. It was not a principled. It was but, not a principled statement. No, it was a statement of somebody who's afraid. That's the first time he is he has wavered in the face of this stuff, mm-hmm. even exactly. a little bit. He is don't like him, like him, think he's a moron, think he's not a moron. Agree well, he with him, thinks he's a moron. moron. No, I'm I just know agreeing. Posi- I know your position, right? Um, and uh, you could say all those things, but he has always stood strong up to this stuff, mm-hmm. and that one didn't quite stand as strong. And you know, money is—it's uh, a powerful motivating right. force. I'm going to—I'm going to say something about about one of these topics. So he got into this with Gupta. Uh, Gupta did not know of this case where the uh, what was it—a 16-year-old girl uh, after being vaccined uh, died. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it was definitely a freak case that she went—you know—from vaccine to death pretty quickly, and the only. Um, medical uh, suspect in that particular scenario was evidently the vaccine. And I don't claim to be familiar with that case. Gupta did not know about it. Joe brought it up. So Joe was trying 
to get a ProVax doc to discuss the subject of vaccine side effects, okay? And Gupta would not go there. Joe threw him a couple of examples, and, and Gupta said, okay, well, I'll, I'll start digging into that. I would like to state on this show something that I happen to know, and I'm not a doctor and not an epidemiologist, but I have uh, somebody very uh, close uh, acquaintance, very close friend, uh, lifelong friend I've known for 50 years, uh, 50 plus years. And um, this person is an internist, a doctor, and he has told me of his hospital patients, of which he has hundreds of patients, of the patients that he is in charge of, 40% of his patients in the hospital right now are in there because of side effects of the vaccine. Well, see, that's interesting. And he says doctors are muzzled. The reporting system to uh, give feedback, that's Vares, right, VAERS, yeah. the reporting system to give feedback, and Gupta and, and Rogan discussed this a bit on, on the show, on the podcast, that that system is a nightmare. Gupta admitted it's a nightmare. It's very inconsistent. The standards are terrible, and it's not being used in real time, so doctors can't get a feedback loop to alter their treatments. And this doctor said that, that physicians nationally are, are just apoplectic, that they can't openly discuss what they know to be factual, that this FDA not fully tested, not fully vetted vaccine has side effects. Now, is it net bad, net good to get the vaccine? Hey, I'm not smart enough to know. I'm not making that pronouncement. Well, but there are side effects. And the idea that in America, with the First Amendment, that doctors cannot come on the radio or go on TV or, or go on a podcast and discuss that without the state board well, of... And these are credentialed docs, too. These that, aren't quacks. Oh, hey. Yeah, these listen, are, like Malone's got credentials. And like some of them are government know. docs. So you know that the Department of Defense came out with that study about fighter pilots where a thousand of our fighter pilots have had serious side effects that uh, yeah. due to do the vaccine and that just came out last week well look here here's that's a department of defense that's well, a well, government well, well even vetted vaccines are going to do that i mean i had a tremendous that's allergic right. reaction that's to a, exactly. to shingles sure See, i had uh, and, and it's going to happen so why can't we it, talk it, about it's a, I, that's a reality it's going to happen right. i have adhd I've never been a real a studious person in school. I had difficulty forcing myself to study. I crammed at the last minute. And I am not ashamed to say at 51 years old that I took many, many, many multiple choice tests having not read the material. Mm -hmm. and, and I learned a lesson early on from a teacher. I don't remember who it was. I, usually I can remember that stuff, but I can't. Um, but I do think it was a, I think it was a she. And I think she told me uh, or told the class, Rarely in a multiple choice test is the completely definitive answer the correct one. So there's always that one that says it is always this way. And that hardly ever, if ever, is the correct answer. So I learned to take multiple choice tests by logic. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it can't be this one, it can't be this. Now I've, I've narrowed my guess down to two. 
Right. And, you know, and that's how you do take multiple choice tests. And it never, the right answer is never, it is good for everybody. And nothing, I can think of no medical treatment that has ever been touted as good for everybody, so much so that the government is going to force it. Right. Um, And to say that this vaccine, which has obvious side effects for people, not everybody, but for people, everybody should take it anyway. And you're not allowed to talk about the side effects you had. And you're not allowed to identify those if you're a doctor. And we're not even going to study them in a cohesive way so we can ferret out what is causing the side effects. Yeah. Everybody has to take it. That is as dangerous as anything I've ever heard in my 51-year existence as far as government action. Right. and then these people like Neil Young or Howard Stern or these other jackasses who purport to know will say, um, you should be in an internment camp if you don't get the shot. And, you know, I know that I've had allergic reactions to things. Brett's had allergic reactions to things. So if I make a decision that, look, eh, maybe not for me, I'm going to look at the risk here and say, if I get COVID, I'm like zero point or point zero 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 chance of five chance of dying because of my health and age group. I'll take that chance over the shot. Um, and for anybody to say that you should suppress that decision-making process out of the the population because you're just so right that it's good for everybody, this is the you know I read Crime and Punishment recently, and this is like the uh, this is the phil- this is the philosophy that Dostoevsky was was starting to challenge this notion, this objectiveness, this idea that we can choose what's good for everybody. Sure, and uh, it's our choice. You know, it's the big picture. It's the utopian ideal of what is good for everybody and what's not good for everybody. And, you know, if it hurts you, that's okay. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. Well, you know what? Screw you. That's how I look at that. Right. I, I, that's that's the opposite of what our country was founded on, which is individual worth and freedom. Should we, should we sing the battle hymn of the Republic behind that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that speech? If the podcast weren't going to be content monitored, yes, right. we could. What exactly. about Whoopi? What's going on with Whoopi? God, Norm? yes. Well, wow. Norm's a historian. What the hell? Yeah. So, uh, I think, I think uh, Whoopi uh, has uh, she she's unable to disambiguate the. That's a great word, by the way. Yeah, disambiguate. She she cannot yeah. she cannot figure out like a lot of people can that race the word race uh, is 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 complicated, so. She's color oriented, and she, she her comments um, illustrate that. She said, "Well, when the Nazis come down the street, and um, you know, a, a, a Jew, a non-Jew uh, who's white, and and myself, we, we're standing on the street corner, and they're uh, trying to figure out who are the Jews and who aren't the Jews." That uh, Jews being uh, generally white, apparently she doesn't know about the large number of Jews in Africa that are very black, um, a, a whole tribe of, of Jews, um, uh, for example, in Africa, um, who have migrated to, uh, to Israel, by the way, in, in big numbers. Um, but at any rate, uh, the idea that Jews are white is stuck in her head. And so she, it, because to her, racial politics and racial discussions come down to what your pigment is, and which, which leaves a lot to be desired because, you know, um, blacks, whites, however you want to slice this up, um, there are different racial stocks that still have the same skin color. I mean... Um, 
Well, I mean, look, it's this... it's it's a ridiculous thing. So, you know, you remember, was it George Zimmerman uh, was the guy involved in the Trayvon yeah, case? Okay. Do you remember how they described him? The popular media, they described him as a white Latino. Okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just a Latino. That right. the, the the CNN they, they ABC need to fit the narrative. They right. need, it's got to fit the narrative that that he's a white Latino. So they have whatever they, that. This means. is the danger of ever changing and shape shifting definitions. You know, if you looked up, I bet you, uh, Brett, if you looked up uh, the definition of racism right now, it's going to say something like uh, a discrimination by white ver- over black. It's it's not. It it, it will exclude anybody who is black from discriminating against anyone else it will exclude that and that's like you said norm it's based solely on color and not on right. actual race so you could say like um uh back when the uh, uh italians were discriminated against fiercely coming off the boat at uh, ellis island or the irish sure. uh or uh the jews or whoever like that's not racism because they've redefined what racism is now sure. for several generations, and people right. just say, "Oh, no, it's not racist if if uh, they're doing it against these people because they're white." So what is it if yeah. it's not racism that uh, Hitler killed right. how many million Jews and blacks and black Jews and whoever? Right. It's like what is it if not racism? Right. I feel like I'm turning into X X factor. Yeah, X the X checker. checker. Right? What's it say? There? So so racism, according to this uh, Oxford uh, anyway. Uh, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. And uh, I'm okay with the, that. The, the, belief, I, I, the, the belief, last part yeah, I don't think we need. Yeah, but. the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another. Okay, well, I'm totally cool with that then. I mean, the typically yeah. now, is, is more of a definition from Oxford, Oxford languages. So I'm not exactly sure but what it's from. I wonder what Webster yeah. has to say because I I remember back when I was in college, this started to change where it's not racism if it's done by a person of color. It's only sure. racism if it's done by a a against a person of color. Sure. So well, it's I'm like glad a, that that still exists. Frankly. Well, it's like hate yeah. hate crime legislation that you know uh, they did not use hate crime. Um, uh, accelerators i i like to call it accelerators i don't know what the legal word is for it but uh enhancements i guess is is probably a better word on uh, colin ferguson uh the uh black uh shooter on the new york subway system sure. a few decades ago the that, guy out in uh, denver recently right? yeah so, i mean he just walked down the aisle and he's popping people who happen to have white skin and people who don't have white skin, he did not shoot. And it, it, it what was be. the softball game? Same yeah. thing, right? They were out there yeah. just picking off Republicans. Yeah. Who was that guy? I mean, yeah. So I mean, same same kind of thing. So um, you know, yeah. Well, uh, so the yeah. rate, you know, hate crime can only go one direction. It's only mm-hmm. recently with things like the Jussie case up in Chicago that people are starting to scratch their head, including the black police chief up there who was very strong on Jussie. Uh, that this was designed to cause a racial uprising yeah. with his phony, you know, the two Trump guys tried to hang me and it was really a couple of brothers he paid to stage this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think it goes to your point too, who defines the word Anti-Defamation League says racism is the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed Bingo. racial hierarchy that, prefer, that privileges 
white people. That's a bunch of nonsense. That's, that's, that's from the ADL. And isn't the isn't that uh, what's yeah, the, the history the of the Jewish? Group. That's a Jewish group, right? Yeah, anti-defamation yeah. league. Yeah, yeah, isn't sure. that a Jewish group? Yeah, I think so. Right. I think yeah, so. Yeah, so they they've yeah. come up with a definition right. that yeah. basically supports Whoopi. But yeah, and and you know if you Google what, what definition of racism, guess what pops up number two, that one. Yeah. Mm. On Google, try it on DuckDuckGo. True. Yeah. Try that. Let's, let's do a little experiment. But uh, so Whoopi comes out with this nonsense. I, I saw today she might get suspended for a she couple did. weeks. Two she weeks. did. Two weeks. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. They want to kill Rogan, but they're going to suspend you know who her are for biggest, supporting Hitler. The biggest defenders of Whoopi right now in terms of, no, don't fire her, are conservatives. It's right. conservatives. I agree. I, she shouldn't be fired for Well, that. conservatives are, are saying uh, to ABC, um, you know, listen, uh, she, she she's just ignorant. Uh, she doesn't know about history. She doesn't know about uh, what the despicable Nazis... She wasn't support. I, I just said it, but I misspoke. I said she wasn't supporting Hitler. She was... I mean, she, she wasn't saying that Hitler was a good guy and should have killed all no. and was okay for killing... No. She no. was just redefining it within the construct that she has been how, indoctrinated uh, on. That's right. right. She's mm-hmm. been brainwashed. And she, she would never consider the filth that comes out of Louis Farrakhan's mouth uh, about Jews... But she'll about ignore white it. people. But she'll That's ignore right. it. Well, see, because Louis Farrakhan cannot be a racist, according to the ADL definition. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, DuckDuckDuck basically shows the same listings in, okay. in that same order. So it, a lot of it's web traffic-based stuff, too. You know? so, so anyway, interesting. Yeah. Whoopi's, yeah. Whoopi's another moron. Uh, well, and, this, is, this is a good segue to um, yeah. when we're talking about race and uh, racism. Uh, you've got the president saying, I'm going to nominate a U.S. Supreme Court justice right. who is a black woman. Right. And, you know, you could say that's awesome. Uh, or you could say, boy, that sounds a little bit like they're using race as a criteria for appointing a government position, like one of the highest government positions. Right. And is that cool or is that not cool? Ironically enough, if just- she is the best for the job. I am all about it. That's right. Uh, to but me, it's only, irrelevant, right? Black, but only, white, yellow, green, she, what's If she can crank it out and do the right stuff, yes. Only if she's at that level of being the, you know, one of the best. Uh, I have no problem. In which case, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It, it's irrelevant. I don't care what your gender or skin color are. If you will swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, hey, fine. It's advice and consent. It's it's not advise and dictate, but you know what the Senate is supposed to be doing. In yeah, that. but we've got a president who says. I mean, let's let's take this apart for a second. Oh it yeah, just took me a minute. let's do take it apart. We've got a president know. who said, "I'm going to appoint somebody right. based upon race right. and gender." And he said that while he was campaigning. Yeah, and he's still saying it. So I'm appointing somebody based on race and gender, That's and we're right. okay with that if race and gender means a certain skin color. In this case, black, and a certain gender. This case has a vagina or well, is a when woman. You, when you what say, about a trans? Would that count as a woman? Well, when you say we're okay with that, you mean dominant media culture. It, it, because you and I, I'm are, not okay with yeah, that. That's right. right. Well, I just want to clarify. I could care less. Yeah, right. I could care less, and and the Republicans do it too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. going and they yeah. say you know yeah. we they'll they'll because really what they're doing really really what he is doing which he's permitted to do is appoint somebody that agrees ideologically with him, um, and then it gets vetted through the Senate. That's fine. And both parties do that. That's, that. that's what both parties do. Yep. But instead they pick skin color. And maybe right. is uh, consistent right. with my ideology, right? And and I get it. 
you know, the, the, there's cases coming up in the U.S. Supreme Court to keep it back to the law for a second. They're reviewing, I forget the university, but they're Harvard yet again, and University of North Carolina. Yeah, with the Asians, right? There was an Asian lawsuit that's making it up. Well, yeah, but they're, they, they, um, the lawyers for the Asian students are generalizing it to. Of course, right. But it's uh, that's the those are the facts in that case. The Asians are saying, look, our SATs, our scores, everything else is there, but you're now putting you're us picking, at the bottom of the pile. You're picking people on the basis of race instead of objective criteria. Yep. And that's been going on with fire departments and police departments and all kinds of things. You know, you got to go back. See, the Supreme Court has done a shitty job. This for is this what country. happens when the so Supreme Court this, gets political. This is what happens. Well, this this t- very topic was already addressed in the Alan Bakke decision. Is that uh, they can deem it a plus? He was a medical student. Up white, in Michigan. White medical student wanting to get into uh, and he kept getting turned down. And it was because he's male and he's white. Okay, so he takes a case of Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, you, okay, you got to throw quotas out. You can't have a hard quota. You can't say that we want 13%, which the black population is in the United States, roughly. You can't say we want 13% of the incoming medical students at Ohio State University uh, must be uh, African-American. You can't have a quota that says that. But what you can do is encourage diversity and without you necessarily... Deem it a plus is what they say. That's right. You can't have it become outcome determinative, but it's just another way to play the game. Of it's, course, it's semantics. It, it's, it's semantics. semantics. It's semantics. And so it was a poorly decided decision because it, they wanted to split the baby and make both sides happy. But here again, back to Whoopi's definition Terrible. of race. It doesn't matter. It's not ra- or the ADL's definition of race. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're white and they do it to you because that's not racism. Right. It only matters if you're a person of color and you're part of the right. Uh, you're you're discriminating against as part of some social. So here construct. we so here we got the topic of Jews. Probably one of the most put upon, discriminated against. I mean, just beaten since the beginning of time. Beginning of of time. time right. Okay, because they're different, because they they worship differently, because they hold certain beliefs, because they do different things, because they're just they're not they're not uh, you know the dominant culture. So, so they're oppressed, enslaved, you know, you know, uh, Pharaoh, you know, enslaved the tribe of Israel. And, you know, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, Moses that, you know, led them out, out of, uh, Egypt. Uh, you know, so, so we know that, the, you know, the Jewish Great book on that, it's called Genesis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, exactly. Just there new so, <laughs> so this is not like a really obscure story. Or Exodus. Is it, yeah. Exodus. Exodus. And, and a pretty good Bob Marley song. So this is so this is not an obscure subject. This is this is some this is common knowledge, but somehow it escaped Whoopi that you know that two people that might look to her like they have the same skin color can be of different tribes, can be of different races. And all I would say to Whoopi is, you can't tell me that a Somali coming from the Horn of Africa is the same as, say, a a, a black, uh, an African-American from, say, Liberia. They're completely different. Are they the same race or tribe? Hey, 
I'll be the first to say, hell if I know, because Norm Murdoch doesn't care what color anybody is. Well, what was I mean, the, the stamp? Sorry, go ahead. No, but I was going to say, I, I think it's a good thing that Whoopi has gotten in such this, the situation she is now two weeks off. If and we don't have to say, well, if that was a white person, what would have happened? Was because it? she, right. she, you know, I think it's a good thing. She's paying the price, and you know, we we would have caught the same crap. Oh, we'd have been that would have been worse. Oh my god, oh, probably so. Yeah. But well, at least, no, at least she's getting gone. she's not getting a slap on the wrist and like, and well, take a long weekend, which is which is crazy. Exactly. To me. I don't think anybody should be canceled for that. Crap. I think it's great. They what threw the off case? on the same show. Okay, they threw Ozzy Osbourne's wife off the damn show because she stuck up with for Piers Morgan. Guess yeah, where she's exactly. going? All she a did pod, was say she's creating a podcast. And it'll be successful. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, you know, full circle again. Yeah. What was the case, Norm? I think it was a, US, like a historical U.S. Supreme Court case where they had to actually define what it meant to be black. I mean, going back, this is like a post or reconstruction. It was like a drop of black or something. Uh, yeah, There's some case. It, yeah. I forget what it is. Right. But it's like, it because it, it, it shows the absurdity of this. Well, sure. It's, it's it, uh, basically the Nazis perfected the race court thing. Yeah. And, and, and if we are going to start litigating uh, people's rights depending on what race they are what color they are not race she's talking about what they look race, like. race color so it's all got to get sorted out we're what was michael know, jackson at the end well remember one of biden's I mean, early he got, policies he had disease that made him so pale that yeah. he could, you know yeah i guess it was but, disease, but we're yeah. talking we're talking about you know substantive things that affect people's uh, ability to earn a living or even survive you remember one of biden's early initiatives was to um, was to award grants and loans uh, at better rates and in larger amounts to black farmers instead of white farmers. Sure, struck down. So how are you? How are you going to? So let's suppose Obama, okay, is that farmer? Is he applying as a black or a white? He's fifty fifty, and and, right. and and that's absurd. Of course, well, the whole subject is where you get to, It's like you get to my my uh, my wife has. Um, I don't know what percentage of native american but grandmothers had uh, sure. 50 percent or something like that it's like okay. and you know should she get racial preferences as a result of that right you know she's still got the the straight dark hair yeah. and you can maybe if you know you know and some You're, of the high cheekbones dude and features. you will laugh out loud at this so i actually know of a couple who sent both kids to miami university and they are of indian descent meaning the subcontinent yeah. Not American. Not in. American. In, right. And they both check the little box. So they're they're dark complected like, you know, people from India are. Yeah. Right. In general. So they checked Indian. They Native checked American. They they checked in. They, they, they said I'm Indian. They che they checked it. They both got scholarship free rides at Miami. There was no investigation into their past. No, no blood tests, no determination. And that's why you're finding. Uh, I think it's absurd. Well, they just they just did a study and they said the majority of kids now are being coached to either lie or to fuzz what their ethnicity is if they are white well, because you they can't know, get in, right? Well, they know it's a strike against them. Well, that's what's interesting. So, what does that say about racism, generally speaking? If if the way you get into college is you lie about I'm not who white. you are. I'm actually who, I. Who, you know, if you have to lie and say I'm not white, right? What does that say about the existence of of preferential treatment for whites? Right. 
Yeah. I mean, the opposite you, of what the they opposite. think is it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember who you heard that from or read that? I mean, about who's coaching? I mean, is it a collect like oh, high school? Uh, it was high school. A, um, it was in it was in guidance a, counselors or something. It was or? in a news story a couple of weeks That's ago. That's interesting. Yeah, and it said uh, the majority now, over fifty percent are are completing their college had, entrance well, paperwork it, because it has to be from guidance counselors. Oh yeah, they're fuzzing. It has it. to be. Because yeah. that's really the for the majority of the part that's that's the guidance that now, high school seniors get here, is a guidance counselor here to go at to lawyer college. Talk, I would say we call that something in law. Fraud. Mm-hmm. Specifically bank sure. fraud. I think because you're lying woman, on a federal I think application one woman already money, went through right? fraud on that. Yeah. yeah that's you're, what, you're you know. lying about uh, exactly. uh, uh, on a on an application Jeez. for a bank loan. That's a uh, federal fraud. Well, and I yeah. think that's why Obama's college records have never been uh, released. Is pre- he probably oh, said something stuff. about being uh, an exchange student or something in, knows, right? in order to get the free uh, tuition at Yale? And and you look at people and it's like, why wouldn't you? Well, because it's a crime. Like, this this is uh, I deal with this all the time in the white collar crime realm. It's like, well, everybody does it, or I'll just say that I'm this. So I'm just saying that. And usually that's a euphemism for saying I'm lying in order to get something in my favor. So my advice here is don't lie. You know, yeah. if well, you don't and, know. And even for the most part, from what I understand, Yale and Harvard, you really don't have to lie about it anyway because most people don't pay full full boat going there. Hmm. They have their scholarship. Now, you well, get it's better, admission you get a, yeah, as you much get a, as anything. Right. You get a better scholarship deal from Harvard or Yale than you do Ohio State University. That's probably true, but it caught, like uh, the start point is higher too. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, to, to, the, to the point though, yeah, I, I didn't even think about he probably – but getting Clicked admitted, a couple of things. <laughs> getting yeah. admitted is yeah. the trick. It's like, yeah. you, like yeah. you, you don't just get into Ohio State anymore. You just don't get. You, you don't. Know, you know, you've got to have something else. And if you if you don't have the something else, why not just check the box? Yeah, I'm a Cherokee. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, all right. Well, we got it. Norm, what else? You let's do the quick fire stuff because we got to wrap it up. Well, yeah. So, um, I call these atrocities of the week or. However, you want to view this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 lawsuits um, uh, on Glenn Youngkin in Virginia about masks, uh, where oh, the yeah. you know he comes in as the governor and undoes the previous governor's orders, and somehow the previous governor's orders weren't subject uh, to review or lawsuits or being able to be challenged. But when this guy comes in and takes the same orders and wants to undo them, um, all of a sudden the school districts uh, who have some kind of political axe to grind um, want to sue uh, Governor Yunkin because he wants to make it optional whether or not a parent sends their kitty to school with a mask or not. The same thing going on in Florida, too. You've got, uh, well, not quite the same thing, but the same concept. You've got DeSantis saying you don't, you can't force masks, and then schools are forcing masks. There's these pictures of poor kids getting turned out, at the getting suspended and expelled or detentions at the door by showing up with their parents without masks. At the same time, you've got the CDC admitting that cloth masks don't work finally. Um, and uh, then these people. So here's the mass hypnosis thing. It's like it is. It, they even the go, even the coveted, trusted government has now admitted that a your natural immunity from having Omicron is every bit as good as getting the shot and maybe better. B cloth masks are doing nothing to prevent the spread of Omicron or whatever. But then you still have people who are requiring both the vaccine and masks, and they don't care if it's cloth. So it's like, how is this? Like, I I went to court yesterday 
looked around or a couple days ago, and there's all these people wearing cloth masks, and they're, I, I just don't unless unless I'm in a situation where I have to, in order to do my job, I'll, I'll make a compromise. But it's like if if it doesn't work and everybody knows it doesn't work, why are we requiring it? Yeah. Like what, what's really going on? It, it's right. it's lunacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's, and it's funny. at the moon. And, and it's funny you just say that the CDC was wrong about cloth masks, but they're allowed to be wrong and they're, correct themselves. Yes. But everybody right. else can't say an, their opinion on a podcast. Right. And be wrong, be proven wrong. Right. Yep. And say, uh, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. You know, it's it's a double standard. Here. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, another outrage. Uh, <laughs> I, this one makes me laugh. Uh, I'm, although I'm glad I didn't have a bunch of rocks land in my windshield, but you know, we, we do need to uh, uh, we do need to acknowledge the Ohio Turnpike snowplow dude. You know, uh, that, that video went viral of, of him destroying, a, like, 200 cars. I didn't see it. Oh. So it's, yeah, it went viral everywhere except for Ohio here. Turnpike uh, snowplow guy uh, went down uh, to clear, like, the lane nearest to the guardrail, the center guardrail. And so the spew from his plow ended up in the opposite oncoming, oncoming. lane on the other side of the highway and just, like, shattered you know, like 200 windshields. So like, you know, he sent a geyser of ice and rock up into the air, arcing over the the median strip and straight into oncoming traffic. And and he did it for so long that it had to be intentional. It had to be. Or he just didn't care. So the Ohio Turnpike Commission put out an email to all of us who have one of those easy passes or whatever. And I got their little email and it it, it was a comedy to read it because it, it was full of government speak that, you know, X number of victims have filed their claim. And if you've been hit by a snowplow, uh, you know, arc of spew, uh, please, you know, if you're a victim, please, you know, file it you know, with us right away. So, and, so he did it on purpose, you think? Well, maybe he did it recklessly. We'll see. Recklessly? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he didn't really notice and should have stopped. He probably so, noticed okay. and was like, well, I'm paid to plow. I'm just going to keep on plowing. They said to clear the lane. Oh, oh, yeah. God dang it. I'm going to clear. Well, well, well on know. top of that, because we had fewer plows out, too, from what I heard. They had, because of COVID, they had dri- sure, fewer yeah. drivers. Oh, yeah. So he might have been running on 20 hours fume. <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to defend of, the guy, but that's of, really interesting. Well, Speaking of drivers and convoys, is that on the list? So, well, I, I think we should note a couple more stories here that are they're pretty hot. Uh, sadly, uh, yesterday, two more police officers in in the U.S. were were just you know executed, uh, and I think it was the Bridgewater College, I think is the name of the college. Um, so that's two in New York City, one in Houston, two in Bridgewater, and um, you know the bodies uh, the the bodies in blue keep piling up and I can't help but remember that that this traces back to Obama the disrespect for police traces back to him he gave the permission slip for BLM and Antifa to target police officers and it goes all the way back to that stupid thing where he wanted to have a beer summit you know in, in Boston in, yeah following his inept comments and he was wrong about every single when he was president and he was wrong about all of them he was wrong about Trayvon he was wrong about Ferguson he was wrong about every single one of them and he divided the country black versus white this whole hate crime thing 
the, the enhancements, to the point that there are so few hate crimes that you got people like Jussie Smollett making them up. Well, hold on. Because me, there's so few of them. Let me let me take you back in my time machine. They got to create them because now. Obama was not created in a vacuum. Um, what I think that was a natural. I don't want to call it a natural. That was a response to another phenomenon, and that is back in the tough on crime era where police could do no wrong. And, you know, my, my take on this, I've, I've defended people charged with crimes my entire career. I've seen good police officers. I've seen bad police officers. I have seen good police officers do bad things and not tell the truth in a courtroom. I have seen bad police officers do good things and tell the truth in the courtroom. My point is they're all human. None of them are superhuman. None of them are super evil. Well, I don't say none, but... Uh, they, you're going to have your evil doers. You have your good doers. You have, but most people, most police officers, like the rest of us, are subject to all the same human flaws like the rest of us. And the problem is, if you elevate them on a pedestal, and that goes on too long, then you're facing an inevitable backlash. And then if you if you uh, if you demean them so far down, that's going to face an inevitable backlash. My solution, Steve Palmer's solution to bad police work, is enforce the rules that we already have in place. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Police are not allowed to violate your Fourth Amendment rights. They're not allowed to conduct search and seizures unless there's an exception without a warrant. And when they do get on a witness stand and they do lie and they engage in what we call in my field, test lying, about the little details to justify finding a little bit of weed in somebody's car, and you're a judge on the, on the bench hearing this, you should suppress the dope. You should take action and hold police accountable to the rules that are already in place, just like you would hold your own teenagers and kids accountable. Because if you don't hold them accountable to that rule, then the next time they'll do it again and they'll do something worse and it'll progress to the point when you have an inevitable backlash. This is what happens. So people say, we need to reform police. No, we need to enforce the rules we have. All right, I'm done with my soapbox. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you you gave a, a very good balanced uh, synopsis. I, I I don't think um, any anybody would disagree. I hope they wouldn't. Um, you know, but um, this trend where police have a target on them is is is, is, is it, it's traceable right back to Obama. It is. It is, and it's dangerous. It's bad. Um, and we're already seeing a backlash, right? So people are saying, well, we need more, like now, like Chicago and well, uh, Seattle, Seattle, Portland. Portland. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, oops, to... oops. Oh, go, go. Oh, okay. Gee we, whiz. We do need you guys after all. Right. right. It's a crappy job. It's a hard job. They're paid well to do it, and they choose to do it. They're not forced to do it. Right. Treat them like humans. My other, my other uh, urgent uh, topic is uh, the uh, FOIA request results from uh, – uh, border security. Um, mm. uh, it, uh, last July, somebody caught some video, and it took a news organization. Uh, what would it be? Uh, half a year to get the uh, video. They finally got it, and so you know, in answer to Jen Saki about this uh, shipping illegals around late at night on jets and dispersing them across the country, and she says, "Well, that's not new, and it's not news." Well, Jen, that's because you stiff-armed the media for half a year. You don't it get was, to conceal it, it and yeah. suppress and then, it and, then and then say when it's it, not news. Yeah, then when it finally comes, well, you know, you could have released it back in July, and it would have been news in July. It's news now because the media finally got the tape, and it's just outrageous, mm -hmm. you know, that um, uh, with an ankle bracelet, so they claim, 
uh, they'll drop off a single male, uh, not a child, not somebody who's here because of political oppression. And, and by the way, they just found some Russians and U- Ukrainians crossing um, over the, uh, <laughs> the, the over the river. Uh, so, um, you know, not everybody coming across is coming across for uh, citizenship reasons. There can be drug importation. No, of, they don't want. I mean, look. I it, mean, it's, it's there's, just there's, off the hook. It'd be and easy we're distributing to follow the rules. We're distributing these people all over the country in the dead of night, and we're not telling local authorities. It's gross. It, it's 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 gross. It's a violation of President Biden's oath when he held up his hand and and promised to pr- to, to protect and preserve and and defend uh, the United States, including its borders. And he's, he clearly is violating his oath. And I think he ought to be impeached for it. Flat out. All right. Well, with that. You know, there is article, there, there is that article for sure. language about that the federal government shall protect every state against invasion. And I'm sorry, but this is an invasion. It's, uh, it, the, I guess maybe the point is, and then we got to wrap it up. There's a lot of stuff happening in the dark. There's a lot of stuff not happening in the sunshine. There's a lot of stuff that uh, maybe needs a more free speech and not less of it to expose. And the more you cover up, the more you suppress, the more you want to uh, push away the ideas and, and thoughts that you don't agree with, the worse it's going to get. All you got to do is read some history and it will prove it. So long term, Steve, subject for another day. I'd like us to think about this, you guys. All right. Um, so there have been books written. I know Mark Levin has written a book on this, which I haven't read, which I will read if, if you deem this good subject matter. But I think um, we should talk about this movement to hold another constitutional convention. Um mm. A milestone was reached this past month with Nebraska and Wisconsin um, throwing in with those that want to have a convention. Yeah, I followed this a couple of years ago. So we're now at, you need 34, you need two thirds of the states to call a constitutional convention. We're now at 17. So we're at the halfway mark. And um, some of the proposals have to do with congressional term limits, balancing the budget, all kinds of uh, clarifications of civil rights uh, so that there's no wiggle room with the Supreme Court, all kinds of things. People want to tune up the Constitution. And the interesting thing is about how you call a constitutional convention is it's the states that would run it, and it's it's numbers of states. So like California and New York would not want to do it, right? But there are far more red states than there are blue states. So the red states could easily uh, total up to 34 and call a constitutional amendment, adopt a bunch of these uh, changes that want to be made by, uh, you know, people that want to preserve the Constitution and and clarify what its true meaning is in modern language, in recent language, so that there's no wiggle room with the Supreme Court. Yeah, I have to give all this thought because there's going to be— Well, yeah, this is a deep subject. there's, there's, There's stuff that could happen that's not good. Correct. Yeah, agenda is creeping in my head too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that is a 
that's a that's a major topic. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. do it. We'll do at least do a breakdown on that to get to the heart of how it works. But all right, so I'm wrapping it up. Uh, it has been another long, riveting roundtable episode of Lawyer Talk. Um, I think uh, good stuff, though. I think we, you know, to bring it right back home, we were talking about uh, censorship of speech and uh, what happens in the when uh, speech is suppressed and doesn't get aired out. That's why we air it out right here. So I hope Neil Young will remember. <laughs> that uh that uh, the lawyer talk doesn't need him around anyhow no i actually like neil young's music um not all of it but i like some of it and um you know the point is is that joe rogan's got uh his thing going on we got our thing going on uh there's people that don't agree with us have their thing going on uh and it's not the government's business as far as i'm concerned unless i'm doing something that is uh dangerous for the government uh security and and this isn't joe rogan isn't and uh that's a real high bar to meet so anyway, uh, a couple of little housekeeping things we always talk about. I'm going to start. I'm, this is actually new. I'm going to I am asking those. We have a few people have been interested and reached out on whether they could sponsor our show. And then we could talk about their their restaurant, their product, their business. Uh, and the answer is yes. Why? Because I am an entrepreneur. I do this uh, uh, mostly for a hobby. But, uh, you know, this has been discussed a few times around here in the 511 studios. And a couple people that have listened to us have reached out and said, hey, can we come in, talk about our business? Can we, uh, what if we, what if we, uh, if we sponsor you, can you talk about our products? And yeah, we're, we're, we're formulating a strategy to get that done. Those of you who don't have a product you want to, uh, want us to talk about, you don't have a business, you just are normal everyday folks like the rest of us. Well, guess what? You can help out too, uh, that we do have a Patreon account. I urge everybody to go like, just give us a buck a month. What's that cost you? A buck a month. Maybe two. What's that cost you, Norm? $24 a year. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, anyway, no, the point is it would be much appreciated. We could at least buy our coffee with it, and uh, we could keep uh, keep going uh, maybe uh, a little longer. But, uh, no, so you can do you can check us out at channel511.com. We have a link for Patreon. You can go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. We have a link there, too. Just follow it, sign up, give us a buck a month, two bucks a month, five bucks a month. That's 60. Um, is that right? Yeah, that's 60. Um, anyway, uh, I also am taking questions, all comers, all topics, all discussions. I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, I may not answer you, but I'm not, no, I'll answer you. I'm not afraid of anything though. So give us a topic. Uh, if you got a lawyer talk question, you want it, uh, I'll answer it. Uh, we hope you like the new format round table is sort of, uh, bifurcated as Norm said off the air here, uh, from Q and a and the blitz and, uh, the lawyer talk legal breakdown. I think it's working out great. So. Uh, Until next time, we are off the record, on the air, at least until now.